Welcome to another edition of What Barry's Talking About from Barry 360. I'm Dan Blakely. On this week's program, a Stroud teenager, a singer-songwriter, is back with a new song and has a date soon at a renowned Toronto club. The Barry Baycats were looking good in their first week of the inter-county baseball league season. We look back and look ahead, and Gussapalooza returns to Cookstown this fall, a chance for dozens of lesser-known musicians to showcase their talent. We'll get an update. But first, where do we sit with a new performing arts center, a PAC for the city? The W.A. Fisher Auditorium at Central Collegiate is long gone. Hariri Ponterini Architects in Toronto proposing more than just a performance hall. It's designed what it calls a cultural hub. Barry 360's Ian McLennan gets the script from architect Siamak Hariri. You were brought on um, by the city of Barrie as consultants to review what was proposed by a task force about a performing arts center. You came back with with something different, though, and I'm wondering if you could let our audience know what what is it that you're recommending that uh, might uh, outperform this performing arts center, so to speak. <laughs> well, you know, you're now into parsing language and words. I just want to say that, you know, almost 20 years ago, we did your art center, the McLaren Art Center. And now, is that a cultural hub or is that a museum? It's both. And so what we propose is not that different, is that you take what you have, but you make it so that it becomes a hangout, it becomes flexible, it it deals with bringing the community together. It's really important. And frankly, I think uh, William Moore, who was the director at the time, was way ahead of the game. This is now absolutely part of any cultural project that we're doing, which is that you have to have it uh, embrace diversity, not just be a token gesture to diversity, but you need to embrace it. You need to be open. You need to be able to say young people need to be able to hang out. And you should have seen the wonderful sessions we had. The young people said, this is exactly what we need. We need spaces where we can come and be part of and hang around with performing artists. And you need to do what these used to do before, which is you need to be able to buy a ticket and see a great show. So it's it's not like it's a thing versus a thing. It's a thing plus a thing. So what you say is not, don't get too caught up in all in those words. It's totally wrong. And if you speak to William Moore, he'll tell you, I saw this 20 years ago. I wanted parents that come to take their kids to children's classes to be able to hang around there. And so we, we walk in, you get a, you get what's effectively a home. You know, the William, the McLaren, right? Mm-hmm. You, you get a home and then you get food and then you can go upstairs and just like any other good museum you get lots and lots of places for good art but it's not just your typical museum it is it has a little courtyard it has children's classes it has art classes it has the ability for the fireplace to do speaker series right you walk so it's, in a, it's a museum it's a cafeteria it's a school there you go now you're you get it perfectly so it's this is a very strange thing that has come up is like, why did the architects not do a PAC? It is a PAC, but it's a PAC that embraces the idea that it also needs to be a whole lot more. I mean, what are you going to do with artists that are invited to stay for a while? You need studios. What are you going to do 
for an acoustic hall because not everything is a theatrical performance. So you have an acoustic hall as well. You have a, a wonderful, beautiful performing art space. And you make a big deal of all that back-of-house stuff to now come front-of-house because everybody loves to see the wigs and the costumes and all of that being made. And this is what's happening in the world. By the way, this is not just performing arts. This is museums. This is hospitals. This is almost any cultural facility you can name. This is the way the world is moving because you basically want these places where our hard-earned tax dollars are going. They want to be amazing spaces for the community. You, you know, like look at your own hockey rink. Hockey rink is not a hockey rink. It's a community center. It's a hangout. Yeah, there's more than just a hockey puck. There are concerts and other events and uh, 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 mar- market marketplaces. That's exactly right. So for so you talk about youth, so not every kid wants to go to the gym, play basketball, or shoot a hockey puck. They, yeah. they, they want to take something that interests them that uh, is I on stage. I've been there at the workshops. Yeah. Terrific, terrific. There was at least 10 young people, and I said, my goodness, you guys are bang on. Frankly, if I want to design anything, I want to design something for the young people because they're going to use it more, and they're the ones that have the long view. So they said, yeah, we, we, want a, we want a place like this because, A, we can do what we love to do, which is music and arts and performance and culture. But also it becomes a magnet for other people like that. And so we can learn from them, hang out with them, rub shoulders with them, mentor with them. And that's what this is trying to do. So, you know, if they can bump into a couple of really good actors, why not? You, you get embraced and you get taken under someone's wing, maybe. That's what you want. In terms of cost, what's, your, what's the next role for uh, the organization for you? Well, I think what we need to do is now, what I loved about what we did, and the mayor was so helpful, and the councillors, I think what we need to do is listen as architects. We need to engage more. We need to hear what we did, which was terrific, with the young people saying, we want this, we want that. Take it to a next level of design, and then if everybody finds that this is, this is the right thing, then we start putting some numbers to it. But we don't still know what the what is. So you don't get to the how until you get to the what. And it'll be up to council to make that decision in terms of what, 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 what's in front of them and what they want or what Absolutely. they think the city wants anyway. Absolutely, but I think probably council wants to make sure that we did more listening than talking, and that's, I think, what we want to do. So we like to listen, then we like to draw, then we like to listen. And then what we do is then we, uh, then we get to somewhere where people get excited and they feel like we got a bit of magic in it. And then we put some numbers around that. Probably we need to tighten it up after that and, and come to the right number. And then it goes all in front of council. We feel like we, we listened, we engaged, we came up with something that everybody loves, or hopefully most people love. And, and that's the process we've been through with your city many times. Still a long way to go with this. Stay tuned. Baby Stroud singer-songwriter Anna Goldsmith, just 15, will perform at that new performance center in Barrie. We spoke with her last fall about the release of her song and video follower. Now she has another. She stopped by for a chat with our MJ. It's been a little while since we talked to you. Last we talked to you in the fall, and you had just uh, released a new song. Yeah. And now you're doing the same thing again. So tell me a little about that. Yeah, so I've been working on making a lot of songs, and I'm still working on my album, as we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And um, this song, 
I titled it Go. Titled it, that's a funny way to put it, but it's called Go, and it's on all streaming platforms, and it's just really about just going for it and kind of just being yourself no matter what other people tell you, which is about the majority of what my songs are about. But particularly, there's lyrics in it, and one of them is three, two, one, literally just numbers, because whenever I'm nervous to go to talk to somebody, I always just in the back of my head, I go three, two, one. And then I just get up and do it, and it helps me make new friends and just talk to people. That's a really helpful idea because it's almost like just like taking a breath and then just like showtime sort of yeah, thing. Basically. Yeah, basically. And that's just what I do with performances too sometimes because when I get really nervous, um, and I do get really nervous because everybody gets nervous about these kinds of things, I just tell myself, you're not nervous, three, two, one, and then I literally just walk on the stage. I'm like, Go for it. That's great advice for like, you know, especially kids your age. You guys, honestly, you guys seem to have like so much more confidence than, than I did say <laughs> at that age. Um, but when talking to your friends and, and, and your peers, um, are you noticing that they do have confidence or they're just sort of like being able to fake it or make it kind of thing? Yeah. Sort of. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of the time with teenagers, it's like fake it or make it kind of thing. I feel like. Having confidence is like really difficult because some people just kind of have it and some people it takes a long time for it to build. And so I think that everybody kind of figure out their own way how to gain their confidence. And so I think like sometimes you're faking it, but in the end you're learning how to be confident, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, tell me a little bit about the process of the new song. Um, You've collaborated with someone that you've collaborated with before in order to make this happen. Yeah, Um, I collaborate with uh, Blue and Purple Records. And so what happens is I get sent a track and I write my own lyrics and we like make the song and then I send feedback and things like that and we figure it out together. And then what I do is I go to the studio and for this song I started working with Mix 11 Studios and it's a lot of fun there. It's like such an awesome time and there's a lot of instruments in that building too so I just play all the instruments afterwards and it's a fun time. And is there going to be a music video coming up for this one? Yes. Yeah. There is going to be a music video coming up. And you've been doing a lot of concerts lately out and about. How's that been? Are you getting more stage experience? Yeah, I, I love performing because I feel like when I perform I'm performing with the people, you know what I mean? And so I want everybody to have the same experience that I'm having. And so actually, I have a couple performance dates coming up. Please. And so um, on May 26th, I'm having the opportunity to perform at the Moon Cafe and Craft Beer in Alcona. So that's like a little gig. It's like a three-hour set like put into like variation so I can like talk with the audience and just have a fun time and I'm really excited about that so go check it out May 26th and then I have another one that's on June 1st and it's at the Elma Combo in Toronto and it is with my um vocal coach what we're doing it's kind of like a showcase except I'm in this girl group that's like a class to practice like harmonies and practice blending with a bunch of people and so I get to perform with them there so it's like a girl group performance but then with a lot of other emerging artists so you can check out some new people as well and then on June 24th I'm getting to perform at Onion Fest which Ah. is so fun (laughs) I'm so excited about that Um, it's going to be a lot of fun I, I, I'm really excited about that one because like, I it's gonna be like f- festival vibes. You know what I mean? I'm I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And so I think that's gonna be awesome. And then the last one is on June 25th at Rough Mudder in Stainer. 
And oh. so got some got some got some cool dates coming up. You got a very busy summer happening. Yeah, I'm excited though. <laughs> yeah. Is this like your ideal summer? I mean lots yeah. of kids are yeah. <laughs> to keep busy doing what you love. Yeah, it's like I feel like I do like having breaks, but I feel like when I have a break I just get bored. I'll I'll and then I'll just start songwriting again. Like honestly, um there's like it's good to have breaks and stuff, but for me, I'm a go 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 kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> title, song title. Um go, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, yeah, it's good that I'm having a bit of a packed summer because I feel like I'm going to meet new people and have a good time. Not to diminish the local appearances, but the Elma Combo, the Elmo in Toronto, some big things on the horizon for Anna Goldsmith, methinks. What Barry's talking about is a weekly podcast featuring the best Barry has to offer and more. We've covered a lot of ground since we began last July. Learned about the Orbit adventure in Innisfil, a proposed all-inclusive community with a ghost station at its core. Spoke with the author of Sex, Drugs, and Pots and Pans cookbook about such dishes as roasted red-hot chili peppers and Paradise by the Oven Light meatloaf. And got some insight into stiff person syndrome from a Barry woman who is stricken with it. You can get caught up and make it easy to keep up in the future by subscribing to what Barry's talking about through any podcast distributor. Still to come on what Barry's talking about, the Barry Baycats off to a great start in the IBL, and plans are well underway for this year's Gusapalooza Music Festival in Cookstown. Now, this. It's cool to care. It's a well-known fact blood transfusion saves lives. It's also a well-known fact that the world relies on voluntary unpaid donations to fill the need for blood. The need for blood never ends. Canadian Blood Services in Barrie is calling on you to help save a life. Please consider donating today. Appointments are mandatory and must be booked in advance. Book today at blood.ca through the Give Blood app or by calling one 888 donate Cool to Care is brought to you by the Peggy Hill Team. Keeping it real all the way to sold. Reach out now at PeggyHill.com. It's Cool to Care with 107.5 Cool FM. This is what Barry's talking about. From Barry 360, I'm Dan Blakely. The Barry Baycats kicked off the 2023 season last week with a pair of games. President, GM, and manager Josh Matlow impressed with what he saw. He's with Barry 360's Will Conkin. Things have started off well for your squad. Beat the Maple Leafs uh, 11-10, then took down the Brantford Red Sox 7-2, uh, both at home. Um, what did you like most from the group from uh, these two games to start? Uh, the will to continue to fight. Uh, we were chasing the whole game, falling down 5 nothing early against Toronto, and the boys stuck with it. And just it was a matter of time, I guess, till they got it going. Got it going at the right time and pulled out the win. Who uh, kind of stood out the most from the group that you liked? Uh, no one individually. We had a few guys with three-plus hits, but uh, it was a team effort, and I think that's where it's exciting. Uh, if they could stick together and keep that will to win and uh, will to fight, uh, I think we're going to be a tough team to beat. Coming up on uh, Thursday at home again, this time the uh, Hamilton Cardinals, and it's also a healthcare appreciation night. Uh, what do you got planned for the game? Yeah, I guess we'll have to find out when, uh, when we're at the game, but uh, we have some fun things planned, and uh, it's just a wonderful evening. We did it last year, and it was a great response and a huge crowd, and it just shows that everybody's so supportive of the healthcare workers and, and, and the world we live in and how important uh, they are. We're inviting them out. We're having uh, a lot of fun stuff set up. 
um, but we encourage everyone to come out and uh, show their appreciation. It's a uh, another homer uh, on Saturday against the uh, the London Majors, and then uh, on the road Sunday for a second go at the uh, Cardinals' uh, first road game of the season. Um, probably another good uh, measuring stick opportunity, I'd say, to see how uh, they play on uh, this yeah. time on enemy territory. Yeah, exactly. We have three uh, three games in the next four days. Um, we have, I think, coming up, we have. 15 games in 30 days or something like that. So there's going to be a lot of baseball coming up. Uh, but we play a good Hamilton team. They've revamped from last year. And then we play London, the former um, two-time champions for the last two years. So give me a great measuring stick. We'll really know what we have. Uh, we have a lot of guys, but we're trying to get them all in and, and see what we have moving forward so that the, the best players will play. Perfect. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again, Josh. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me was huge last year with more than 70 artists taking part. Tickets went on sale this week for this fall's Gussapalooza Music Festival in Cookstown. We're joined now by organizers Russ Robson and Valerie Seedhouse for the uninitiated Russ. What is Gussapalooza? Uh, Gussapalooza is a emerging arts festival uh, surrounded uh, in part by just um, building up our local uh, emerging artists scene and uh, discovering new and emerging artists from uh, across Canada and uh, really kind of uh, uh, building a community surrounding the uh, emerging arts. And there are a lot of new and emerging artists in Canada. If I recall, you had about 70 of them last year? We did, yeah. We had 75 uh, artists come from all over Canada last year to uh, Cookstown, Ontario. And that was the first year? That was the first year we had it in Cookstown. Uh, it started before then. Uh, it was it was our first uh, our first big year uh, last year. Where was it before Cookstown? Before Cookstown, we held it in uh, Holland Landing, Ontario. Uh, in a it was more of a uh, on some private property. Uh, it went from five acres. So we we started in 2017 uh, on a five acre lot, and it grew it outgrew that uh, that uh, location. And then uh, we moved to Cookstown onto 48 acres now. So it's a huge, huge undertaking and uh, obviously uh, a big calling for it. It is, yes. It's, uh, it's been so rewarding. Um, and uh, it's uh, basically, uh, it started off as, a, uh, as kind of a backyard party for a couple uh, traveling uh, local uh, emerging bands and uh, everybody got together on a Friday night. We made a stage out of a pickup truck and uh, a few rafters, and uh, so many bands showed up that it lasted for three days. And um, we had so many uh, bands come and so many people that we didn't know. We called everybody Gus. So that's where the name Gus Apalooza came from. It kind of turned into, uh, Gus turned into the uh, emerging saint uh, uh, for indie artists in the area. And I'm guessing, because you have so many emerging artists coming out for this, it's pretty much non-stop for the three days if you've got 70 different bands and performers. It is, yes. So this year we actually dialed it back a little bit. We're going to have, I believe, it's just over 50 bands coming out from all over Canada. We had 700 submissions from all over North America. We had submissions from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we, had, we had them from Florida, uh, Los Angeles. So we're really looking, uh, this year we're just keeping it for Canadian artists. 
And uh, the, the whole intent with the festival is to build a community of like-minded people who want to come out, discover and promote emerging uh, bands and, and discover new music. And, um, and that's why these bands are coming from all over uh, to Cookstown just to play uh, for these people because there's not really too many music festivals doing that who are dedicated to emerging artists. Uh, so we had a team this year go through all of the uh, submissions, and we pick our favorite ones. We think we, we look for certain qualities of the bands, they, you know, to see who's ready to make it to the next level. And that's the festival's purpose is to really promote uh, these up-and-coming bands and give them a platform to launch off from. I was going to say, is this is this the springboard for a lot of these bands? It is, yes. Some of the bands that have hit our stages in the past have gone already gone on to do uh, really incredible things. Uh, we see a lot of the bands that have come that, uh, you know, they come from different provinces. They meet, we see them doing shows together on different tours now. So it's been an interesting, uh, really interesting thing to see um, happen over the years. And also what we're trying to create, too, is not just a... Uh, a platform for just musicians, but also a platform for emerging artists of all backgrounds. So one of the things we tell our bands is, hey, if you come to Gusapalooza and you play, uh, you know, you might meet a filmmaker who can make your next music video. You might meet a uh, an artist, a graphic designer who can help you on your next album cover. You know, so it's really this thing where we want to bring all these interesting creators together to one place and see what happens. That's the thing. It's not just music. There's a whole lot of other stuff going on here as well. There's a whole lot of Gus's at Gusapalooza. <laughs> the fact that you said, what, 700 submissions to get on this? This is no uh, rinky-dink little uh, concert. No, it's, uh, it's actually mind-blowing, um, you know, to see it grow into this, uh, what it's become today. It really started off on humble grassroots uh, beginnings, and we, we didn't really see how important this was and how needed it was in the music community uh, in Ontario, but not just Ontario, across the board. We've got bands this year coming from PEI, Montreal, uh, British Columbia, Alberta. Um, so, And these artists are traveling all that way just to come to Cookstown, Ontario. So it, it's really meaningful to us to see it uh, grow into what it has. You got a good reception in Cookstown last year? We did, yes. We had, a, we had around 2,000 people come out through the weekend, and uh, for our first time moving over locations, that was amazing. Have you ever sat back uh, through, through the few years you've been doing this and, and think, God, I've bitten off more than I can chew. What have I gotten myself into? Every other day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, definitely every day. <laughs> but, but it's a labor of love, isn't it? It is. Uh, I think it just... Uh, the need for it is so uh, great, and it gives us purpose. And uh, we see what it's doing for the artists, and uh, I don't know. It's just uh, it makes my heart full. We get to see we get the messages every year after the festival from all of the artists, just thanking us for you know taking the time to put this on because it's not it's not something that they have access to otherwise. And and like I said earlier, that we get to see all the bands that leave and they start to travel together and they start to tour together and all the shows that get set up after the festival and uh, all the kind messages really make it make it worth it for sure. All right, give us the details as far as uh, when it's happening, where it's happening, how people can get their hands on tickets. Absolutely. So this year's event will be at the Georgian Bay Steam Show Grounds in Cookstown September 15th to the 17th. Uh, you can get your tickets at com. That's the main website or at tixer.com. 
Appreciate the time, guys. Thank you so much. Good luck with the festival. I'm sure we'll be talking in between now and then, and uh, hopefully we can uh, have a chat with your grand winner again this year. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Dan. And that's our program for this week. Thanks to Ian, MJ, and Will for their input, Matt Ladder for his technical expertise, and to you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to What Barry's Talking About, rate it, review it. You can also keep up with What Barry's Talking About on Facebook and Twitter at Barry360, on our website, barry360.com, and through our daily Kickstart podcast. I'm Dan Blakely. Hope you'll join us again next week.